So kind of thinking like a newspaper, like above the fold needs to be like that intriguing. Yes. And then below the fold is actually where they buy something. Yes, <laughs> that is such a great analogy. That's I love that you also know above the fold because pretty much usually only like journalists know that. <laughs> Hello, listeners. Thanks for tuning into SOS, a live call-in help show with me, your host, Sonia Rasula. Over the past decade, I've run not one, but three million-dollar businesses, including Unique Markets, which is probably what I'm best known for. And Forbes just named me the millionaire maker for my work helping founders and emerging new brands. In each episode, I take a deep dive into a small biz owner's biggest pain point to help them move forward and to help you and your business move forward. Get ready for some pretty hardcore real talk and tangible advice as I answer questions live in real time. Hashtag awkward. Listen, this podcast exists because most businesses won't make it to three years. And I've witnessed so many entrepreneurs and creatives fail because of tiny mistakes that could have been prevented. If I can make it, I know you can too. And I know that you can have long-term success. I don't want you to make the same mistakes that I made. So let me give you all the tea and all the shortcuts. Tune in weekly as I help business owners face their shit. Today's guest is Victoria Ann Myers, who runs a jewelry brand that makes crystal healing pieces accessible to all. After leaving an abusive relationship, Victoria found crystal healing and connected with one crystal in particular, citrine. It was when Victoria couldn't find a necklace that resonated that she decided to make one herself, and the rest you can guess. She's done all the things that any small business owner should do, start making products, build a website, start selling via Instagram. But while she can see that people are visiting her website and following her on social channels, she's not converting to sales. As a single mom who runs her business full time and is the sole provider for her family, she needs my help to figure out how to reach a full-time salary. And while Victoria thinks I'll be giving advice on how to find new customers for more sales, I'm making her take a step back and will go through her website to help her understand why visitors aren't converting to customers. And you know I won't hold back. First things first, tell us about your business. I'm Victoria. I am a single homeschooling self-employed mom in LA. And uh, that's about as wild as it sounds. I started my jewelry brand in um, 2019. So like literally right before the pandemic. My mission is I really seek to um, help my customers, you know, make everyday magic. All my pieces are really light and minimalist and give the wearer the ability to kind of like intentionally choose the crystal energies to enhance their intentions for the day. I include cards that describe the healing properties of the crystal, like you might find at a metaphysical store um, with each piece of jewelry. When the customer gets home, they still have that piece and they still have the reminder of like why they bought it, what it's good for, and how they can use that to kind of intentionally boost their energy when they choose to wear it. Amazing. And this is your full-time thing, but it's not close to a full-time salary per se. So you're hoping to kind of bridge that gap. Basically, that's where I'm at. I'm a very self 
self-taught person. I'm very capable of grabbing from resources. And I feel like I'm following a lot of these guides, especially when it comes to like diversifying my income streams. So with my same core products, I have, um, I do a lot of direct sales through Instagram, but then I also have a standalone e-commerce site. I have a shop on fair, which is just business to business wholesale, dabbled in teaching workshops, some digital products. So, you know, I'm diversifying the income streams with the existing, you know, products and skills. You know, we're all told like in this new this new post-pandemic paradigm, right? We can't just rely on on one thing. And I'm really struggling with getting that to convert to enough sales. <laughs> okay. Many people, in fact, most people probably have the same issue. <laughs> so, you're not alone. It comes down to a couple things. I think that the main issue that you're having is you've set up all of these avenues for sales, but like you just said, you're not converting. So maybe they are following you and are looking on Instagram, but you want more sales. Maybe they visit your website, but again, they don't purchase. Exactly. So I feel like I have done the what, you know, I have these things, they exist. You know, I have all of the things I'm supposed to have, and I'm struggling with the how, like the connecting and the conversion. There, there's a piece missing there. Okay. Oh, I love those two words, like connecting and conversion. There's a few pretty simple things for someone like me when I look at your website and your Instagram. And so I can go over a couple of those things. I think in general, especially during COVID, when everyone was at home, everyone and their mother and their grandmothers went online and started some sort of like virtual business. <laughs> yes. And, you know, so the problem is there's so much choice out there. Mm -hmm. The other issue is that what everyone thinks that they're supposed to do is start a website, start an Instagram, and the sales will come in. And the thing is, no one has been trained in, let's say, website design or UX or UI. Yeah. And so you mm -hmm. throw together a website You've gone a step further, which is you actually have a beautiful portrait of yourself on the about page, which most people do not have. So props to you for that. Thank you. It's a professional, gorgeous photo. And you also have a logo. A lot of people don't even have that, right? So you are starting with your best foot forward. But because of my e-commerce and background in creating websites and digital, I have some insight that I think will greatly help you. I am here for it. <laughs> the first thing I think you have to remember is that when you're not seeing conversions, but you are noticing engagement on your socials and you are noticing traffic to your website, the very, very first thing to do is analyze your website. If traffic is going and you can see the pages that people are clicking to, if you're looking at your analytics, but they're not purchasing, you have to analyze a couple of things. One is website. You could also analyze your pricing, and then you can also analyze photography, like those core things that people as shoppers look for. So when you go to a corporate website, and I, I say this over and over again, like going to websites that are corporate owned, I think is some of the best research that anyone can do because they have full departments of people who are specifically copywriting just for that website taking photos of products that they know will help sell the products. So I would say some of the brands that you really love in your personal life, and it doesn't matter whether they sell cat toys or clothing, go to the websites that you love that are kind of larger, very successful corporate owned. 
and surf through and really take in how they present products and how they sell them. When you have your eyes open and you're paying attention, you'll start to notice maybe like, oh, I like how they did the copywriting there. I noticed that they're keeping their product descriptions pretty short, but then doing some bullet points. Okay. Yeah. People don't like to read. Like that's the other thing. Social media has made us, we just do not have good attention spans anymore. And so I think on average, people's product descriptions are usually written in like paragraph form, but that's probably not the way to go. It's keep it short and simple. Like what are these crystals doing? This one is for empowerment and this, that, and the other. Like get to the meat of it instead of writing full sentences because people just don't read. (laughs) That is actually something I could really practically change really quickly because I think something that people engaged with like in social media as I was building was the storytelling aspect. And that, you know, when I'm talking directly to people on social media in my email marketing, that does resonate, but it doesn't in a product description. I didn't really think about those things being so different because I was thinking like, oh, I want consistency in the brand voice and I want, you know, to carry that personality over, but being really chatty and having a story for each item that doesn't fit in the e-commerce model. Or put the story after the bullet points and only a small percentage will keep reading, but most won't. (laughs) Okay. So now I'm actually going to look at the website for everyone listening to the podcast The biggest thing that I want to comment is it's about the homepage. So Google came up with these stats years ago, and it's gotten even worse, but you don't even have half of a second. And I don't even know how the brain can compute what like a quarter of a second is. (laughs) But the average person goes to a website and either moves on, swipes, keeps going. It's a quarter of a second, which I don't quite understand, but hey. And so what you're dealing with is you have to capture their attention right away. I'm going to describe this homepage. It's it's beautiful white, a lot of white space, which I love. And then there's a headline that says natural crystal jewelry handmade in LA. So you're doing a little bit of storytelling, which is great. And then there are eight thumbnail photos of products. That's your entire homepage. You have to think of your homepage as the cover of a magazine. When you're standing in the grocery line, you're, you know, you're, you're where the gum and the candy bars are and the magazines. Publishers know that magazine cover image has to attract someone to pick it up. That's the first step. Then when they're looking at it and kind of flipping through as their groceries are, you know, on the conveyor belt, they decide to purchase it. But it's that first look at the magazine cover and you can grab people's attention in two very specific ways. An amazing beauty photo or a headline or two that stands out and grabs attention. I like to use magazines because they're tried and true and it the media has kind of trained society <laughs> on how to input information. And so with magazines, you know, it will be something like Victoria Beckham and David make out in public. I mean, you know, it's ridiculous headlines, but they're things that grab people's attention, right? And so I like that you have natural crystal jewelry handmade in LA. You have the handmade thing, you have the LA thing, and you're saying what it is. What you could probably do 
is create beauty images that are full screen. Most websites that you go to that are product-based will have beautiful full screen photos. So what I mean by that is it's the width of the website. From left to right, there is one beautiful image that captures your attention. So personally, I don't actually think that's product. I actually think that's more lifestyle. So whether it's a photo of you or models, or it's actually a very beautiful close-up photo of like a geode, doesn't have to be so on the money. Mm -hmm. I think it's a beautiful photo and you can use Canva, Illustrator or Photoshop to then put text on that photo. So it can, you can keep a beauty photo plain and just have it be beautiful and people will scroll down to the next part of the homepage. Or you could say something like natural crystal jewelry. That's the first photo. You scroll to the next thing and potentially it's a photo of you and it's, you know, handmade in Los Angeles. And there's a little bit more storytelling there. But what you want to do is use big, beautiful photography. And if you can't always find beautiful, royalty-free photos to use for something like this, you can also use graphic design. So it could also be an illustration. Like you've got a great illustration as part of your logo. You could design something that's just an illustration that's black and white, and maybe you put an ombre color behind it, something that will capture people's attention. What you currently have is your homepage, which again is kind of like the thumbnails, small thumbnails, I should add, product. That typically would be found once people click to shop. That's when you get more into the indexing. Okay, yeah. The homepage of your website needs to just be beautiful and inspire people to be like, oh, I'm intrigued. Let me stay on this website and scroll and click around. And so that's the biggest thing that I can see right now is that if you're sending people to your homepage and you're sending people to your website from Instagram, even from FAIR, although that's a whole engine on its own, so your products would be there within that platform, but people still check up. They still go to your website. You know, When we do markets, we are researching every page on people's websites to hear their stories, see their products, look at the pricing. So I would say that's probably the biggest factor in your conversion you may be sending people to your website, but then they're getting to this page where it looks like you only really have a few products. And granted, you may only have a few products, but it doesn't need to look that way. Yeah, I can see that. I love the analogy of like the magazine cover of the initial homepage that people are clicking over from something else needs to inspire them to want more. And I think I was a little, um, I was kind of skipping that step and I was going to, you know, like, okay, well, if they're coming from my email newsletter, they're coming from my social media, like they've already gotten that and I need to just show them what they're going to buy. And I think I'm jumped completely over that. Yeah. And I love, here's the thing, when you mentioned how much people engaged with the storytelling of like the properties and the healing aspects of each crystal or each, you know, gem, that to me is really interesting because you could, again, use the homepage. You know, I don't want to give you anxiety by saying, you know, your homepage should really change every month, but it like 100% needs to change every month. Some people have homepage images rotate out every couple of weeks. But I think it could be kind of cool because you're in this world of like modalities, like, I don't know whether you want to pair it to astrological signs, like January is this. Start to think about how you sell something year round 
like let's take amethyst. I don't know what what are the properties of amethyst. <laughs> so I actually do have I have zodiac collections and birthstone collections, and so those are things that I can rotate that content. And I do already have the pieces <laughs> to go with that. So amethyst is the birthstone for February. Amethyst is I call it like our all purpose soother. Like everybody needs amethyst. It just helps kind of like bring like the emotional tension just kind of down a notch. It's very soothing. Definitely, you know calming, helps with clearing the mind, you know, it brings a little bit of a chill vibe to, you know, whatever's going on. Okay. See, so for me, that's really interesting because if you talk about it just as a birthstone that limits who can purchase it, yes, but which you should do, by the way, in February, it should be like, it's Amethyst, you know, it's Amethyst month. <laughs> yeah. But to have a, like a photo or an image or a graphic on the homepage that says like, the crystal that everyone should have, or, you know, like amethyst. And then it's like for everyone everywhere at all times, (laughs) it's the idea of you having to figure out how to sell because you already have the website, you already have the photography and all of the jewelry made at this point, it's selling. That's the hard part for creatives. So think about all those different ways. Like, like, okay, it's coming up. People are going to start ordering for the holidays. So you could have one image on your website. That's like, buy a gift for your BFF or your partner, whatever, like based on their Zodiac sign. That to me is like, oh my God, if I went to your website, I, you know, I know my sister's birthstone and I would be like, oh, I'd love to get her necklace. That's a good gift for my sister. Mm -hmm. But you are the person who actually put that idea into my head. So I have a follow-up question because this is really all kind of like coming together, like mentally for me, like in a really clear picture that I like. So I do think one of my strengths is the storytelling and the connection. Some of my regulars, they will come to me in my DMs. They're like, I have this going on. What crystal do I need? You know, like I built that rapport. Yeah. And so um, using like the blog portion to write out more of a long form um, article of maybe that crystal gifts for your BFF. And then the homepage is the beauty image and headline. And that switches out when I have the new features. So the long form is topical. Yeah. And the thing that I try to get creatives and artists to think about a lot too is that content is evergreen. Mm-hmm. Meaning you can use it and promote it on your homepage or on Instagram and put the link three years from now. Yeah. People will start to write content. They're like, oh, I'm writing all this content, but it's just like constant. And it's like, no, 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 no. You really only need to do it once and then you just promote it a couple times throughout the year. You're trying to work smarter, not harder. So get the stuff down, get it onto the blog, and then you just reference it and promote that blog link every now and again. Okay. Yeah. You're right. Like, especially as a creative, that's just so unsustainable. And I love the way that you described like the evergreen. So these longer pieces of content can be pulled out every year when that's relevant. Yeah, exactly. So I have clicked to one of your sections on the website, which is the birthstone section of your shop. One thing I wanted to mention was navigation is important. When you click shop, it literally is your homepage. So what you'll have to do is create a little bit of a different nav. So like your homepage should be your homepage. When people click shop, it should ideally go to another page that's probably like, slash shop or slash purchase or whatever it is. Okay. 
so that it's completely different. And that is kind of more like an index. It's what happens when you open the magazine and you look at the table of contents. Okay. I love that visual. And again, that's where I skipped that step. I was like, well, I'm already interacting with people. I want to send them to where they can buy something. Right. I don't want to just bombard them with, okay, buy something. Yes. Yes. And again, and your homepage is going to look beautiful. And so like, You can see all these sections. So for everyone listening, she's got made to order, which is super smart, right? For those people who might be like, I'm not sure what I want, but I have this idea or, you know, it's my wife's anniversary, whatever. So you've got made to order, ready to ship, birthstones, Zodiac, books, intentions, pride, and then accessories. So currently you've got these eight sections, which I think are great. And again, the homepage is the way to get people off to all those different sections with beautiful photography and words and links. So then they go off to these things. And so here's the thing. So you click birthstones and you've got four products, which is great, but it's very small. And again, you are a small business owner. So of course this is going to be it, but you can trick the potential customer in that this is real quick. I see everything just right now on the screen. Or if I'm on a phone, I might have to scroll because these four images will become, you know, four scrolling vertical images. But putting that little extra work into each one of these index pages is going to go a long way. So whether it's using kind of the same illustration style that you used for your logo, and you do a big, beautiful image that, you know, says, birthstones or, you know, something, you're giving them a little bit more of a visual treat to help draw them in. So kind of thinking like a newspaper, like above the fold needs to be like that intriguing. And then below the fold is actually where they buy something. Yes. (laughs) That is such a great analogy. That's, I love that you also know above the fold because pretty much usually only like journalists know that. (laughs) I do want to mention, so the photos that you have are very specific and that it's, it's product. I do think that there's a little bit of room here because of the world that you're in. I think that you should take an hour or two to kind of do a visual mood board for your brand. You can just do it on Pinterest. And I think putting together a mood board of photography that to you inspires and evokes like the mood that you want your brand to be, people are visual creatures. We're all visual creatures. So, yes, you've already got your product photography. You know, I see turquoise in one of these necklaces that I'm looking at right now. And so I kind of start to think like, well, all of your work comes down to like these natural materials, silver and gems and stones. And so it's like, hmm, I start to then create this like visual collage in my head. And I start to think you can do more storytelling and brand building. Because at this point, what you're talking about is branding with tone and visual cues. And I'm like, oh, I mean, that would be cool to come and have each page to also have just like whether you want to go desert or ocean, but beautiful photography that might not be like buy my jewelry, but evokes like a mood and rounds out this screen that we are all staring at and kind of brings it back to that natural world because this is the stuff that you sell. Okay. Yeah. I love that. So like connecting the feeling, the um, visual storytelling. Yeah, it's inspiration, basically, right? It's engagement and inspiration. This episode of SOS is brought to you by Constant Contact. 
an easy-to-use digital marketing platform designed specifically for small business owners like you. With Constant Contact, you can grow your list, send emails and text messages, manage your social accounts and events, and get more done in less time with our AI and automation tools. Constant Contact makes it easy to attract the right people, engage more customers, and grow your business all under one roof. And now, you can get up to 40% off the same email and digital marketing tools used by Sonia and the Unique Markets team for life. Head to constantcontact.com slash unique to get started and access your lifetime discount. That's constantcontact.com slash unique. I'm going to quickly go to Instagram. Here's the thing that is always hard to hear because you're like, oh my gosh, the energy to run two different Instagram accounts is going to kill me. <laughs> and you're already shaking your head. So I know you've, you've already thought about it. I think it's really important for the business owner and the business to have different social media accounts. Okay. It's two very different things. And the reason I say that, and I've always said it, it's because you as the founder are very much the brand, right? Mm-hmm. But what happens with like your friends and your family and like you start, it's just all about your brand. And so I think it's really important for people to separate the two for also like work-life balance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would encourage you to create an account and either you keep this one as your personal, but I would create a very specific separate account that is for your jewelry and for your brand. Because here's the thing, from a person who's just hearing about your brand and clicking or checking you out on Instagram, a lot of it is family. Yeah. And that is part of who you are. You are a single mom. You have two amazing kids. This is very much part of your story, but you can share bits and pieces of that story on the business account. But the business account should really be about what you make, why you make it. It's to sell, right? Yeah. Yeah. For people, for consumers, it's hard to, you know, let's say, see photos of you at Disneyland and then connect it to the jewelry. So that's also a a reason why you kind of have to separate the two. And you may start over and you're going to start with zero followers and it's the very beginning again. But the other great thing about that is that you then specifically have a business account and there's so many positives that come with that. Even though you're going to move forward and hopefully as soon as possible, start a separate account that is either for your personal or start a brand new account for business. I also just wanted to dig into something and it's more on the emotional side of things, but I do actually believe it's such a huge part currently of your story. And so I feel like, and if I have the wrong impression, then please let me know. But I we've been following you on social for a while. So the impression though that I often get is that you're sharing a part of your personal story, which has to do with being a single mom. A lot of what comes across is more like, it's not the positiveness of it, potentially of like the resilience and the strength. It's more the like traumatic part of, leaving a partner. Am I totally wrong or does some of this ring true? Yeah, I know. I definitely, um, I'm a verbal processor and an external processor. And so I definitely think, 
And this is not just like thoughtless venting. Like I intentionally share a lot of these harder things and a lot of these perspectives that, you know, are often a little like uncomfortable. Like there's an intentional sharing and like, and that's built a lot of that, that really close connection I have with my clientele and that rapport that we've built together. Okay. Cause it's a connection that people have made with you. Yes. Through that. Yes. Okay. That is a great explanation. The reason why I wanted to talk about it was because one of your biggest questions is how do I make this not only a full-time salary, but actually a very prosperous business because you are taking care of your family. Yeah. I did want to touch on that. Well, I believe things that have happened to us and are still happening to us throughout our lives are very, very important. I'm pretty authentic and real too on like Instagram. And that is actually one thing that I really, really hate about social media, especially right now is that it's always like dancing and positive and more dancing and more positivity, which sure some people need, but there's so much more to everyone and we can be all the different things. Absolutely. And so I think it's great that you have that perspective of like, you do it intentionally and it's because of that connection point with your customers. I think that's amazing. With that said, I do believe that for you to move to the next level, And this is something that you just will have to let sit with you for a little while and see how it feels and then decide what to do with this advice that I'm about to give. I struggle a lot with always being seen as one thing. Like everyone sees me as like the female founder or like the business person. And I'm like, but what about all the other things, right? It's really hard when people start seeing you as one thing because it's not the full story. But in the business world, it is really hard for people's brains to see different things and different parts of people with the Instagram on the personal account. I feel like moving forward, you continue everything that you're doing now with the business account. I believe that there are times when you can be authentic and real, but there is this line that starts to cross over into the weird line of professionalism, social media, being available 24-7, having a persona as a small business owner, it gets really muddy. Yeah. I really believe in like the universal law of attraction. What you attract is what you put out. Mm -hmm. And there is also this weird subculture on social media of like, I call it trauma porn. That's a bad analogy. Like, I don't know what else to call it, but there is 100% I see it in bloggers and influencers when they talk about trauma or when they cry in front of the camera and are vulnerable, those posts get insane amounts of likes and comments. I find that very, very interesting because what I am seeing is that people actually use it as a strategy, which I think is really f***ed up because people are attracted to trauma and to vulnerability. They're like, oh my God, I have felt the same way or I've been through the same thing. It connects them, but I believe it's a false connection. And so I just wanted to talk about that, the whole idea of the law of attraction, especially because what you deal in is crystals and crystal healing and you understand like the modalities. And so what you put out there 
is definitely what comes back to you. And when you are selling products that are in this world of positivity and healing, I actually think it's going to do volumes for your business to stick in that world and not dip into the world of this is part of what's happening or has happened to me because the energy that you always have is always very positive. Like I saw you at the market and then I see you here and you're so sweet and you're so positive. And yet sometimes I think that the energy is coming from your Instagram currently for some strange reason. Like I see the the humor to it too, but I do think that it's like, sometimes it starts to get into this, like a little bit of a negative or a little bit of like a self-deprecation thing. And I just wanted to say woman to woman and through a lot, <laughs> yeah. you know, I don't really talk about that much, but like any woman has been through a lot. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. this is the time, this is your moment. And I believe that right now you're about to take a step forward in a really, really big way. And everything that has happened to you up until now is just one tiny sliver of your story. And as traumatic and as shitty and as irritating as things are sometimes, it's not the story. Your story to me is about strength and resilience and being like superwoman, wonder woman, mom. It's not the other stuff. Yeah, totally. I actually love this perspective on it because this is where I've been waffling on the two Instagrams for years And something you touched on in the earlier part of that is that like pressure to be one thing. And that was where I was like, I don't want to be one thing. I know. And so it's like, (laughs) I make another Instagram where I have to be one thing. Like that was so much pressure and something that sounded like I do not want to do that. But the way you unpacked that, that kind of crystallized it for me. I'm like, yeah, the business Instagram is where I be the one thing. And then I don't have to, as a person, because I am a complex, multifaceted person, that can still exist. That has its own place. It's not choosing one or the other. It is a way that allows me to have both. And I had never thought of it that way. I had really thought of it as I have to choose. The business thing that just drives me insane that I hear all the time is like niche down. And I'm like, we're human beings. We can't niche down to our one thing. Like that grates on me so badly. Yeah. (laughs) But it's not niching down to I am only one thing. It is giving myself the targeted medium for communicating that. I think I just needed somebody else to say it in a linear way because I was not going along the line. Yeah. That's the thing. I envision the business Instagram being able to do all that amazing deep diving onto all the different crystals and gems and rocks and like what they bring and also behind the scenes of, you know, how you make the things or how you choose to do the different things and the different designs. Like to me, that's super interesting. Your personal can be multidimensional and it's not that the business isn't multidimensional, but it is a business and you're there to sell. And at the end of the day, I want to make sure that that business is very, very healthy so that you're taking care of you and your kids. Also, just on an emotional level, like, yes, I'm putting it currently in the perspective of business, which obviously this podcast is about business. Yeah. But so much of business is like the health 
and well-being of the business owner, right? And so that is important too. And for you to be able to let go of having to like almost like second guess yourself all the time with what to post and you know what to do because you're sharing an account. Now it's easy to separate like, oh, this is business. And then this is me personally, like this is over here and over here. It's about what I make and selling the things that I make. Yeah. And then again, my problem really comes down to the conversion. I can definitely see where like having, you know, that personal emotional aspect in with the business, but that definitely brings in more steps to converting somebody where, you know, if it's, this is a business, these are the things that the business offers. This is the call to action with the business that does not have those steps in between the way, you know, I like this person, I enjoy their content. There are more steps in between that and making a purchase than there are from a business page. And, you know, again, the clarity of this is like so needed. And people can still like you on the business side. (laughs) Yeah. I think that there could be people that could be following you that haven't because it's personal because so much of on Instagram, what is there is personal. I'm excited for the big, the big change. And like, you can still be you, (laughs) you know, I try to um, be a personality for the business, but I'm much more myself on my personal feed, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. I totally get that. And I love that too, because again, that was like the insecurity of like, oh, well, if I have a business account, then that's very like bland and business and stale because I guess the way I was picturing it was like completely separating the two and it's not, it's giving two different venues and like, yeah, the way you're describing it is like making so much more sense and so much more helpful. Oh, good. Good. And really, this is the moment where you realize I'm going to claim my stake and I, this is a business. Yeah, It's not just me. I'm a business and here I am. It's also not just about the visual, but it's about sending them to purchase and to buy. So keep that in mind too. Like while you're creating these beautiful images, it's great for your brand and your business. It's always about the sale. This was so, so, so thorough and so much practical and actionable things I can do like immediately. I think one, um, one huge mistake I made is I was trying to solve my growth problems just by like throwing money at things. And um, that's not the solution. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for joining us. I'm excited to continue watching you, seeing you flourish and grow. Thank you. (laughs) Today's top takeaways are number one, present your website's homepage like the cover of a magazine. You need to capture a potential customer's attention immediately. And you can do that with a beauty photo, the full width of the web page, and a headline or two that stands out and resonates. Just like magazines, rotate your homepage imagery and CTAs, aka call to actions, throughout the year to keep it fresh. Number two, take copywriting cues for product descriptions from corporate brands that you love. And remember, it's all about closing. With shorter and shorter attention spans, it's best to use short bullet points that get to the meat right away. And number three, separate the business owner and the business on social media. Have a separate Instagram account for your business to claim stake. And remember that business accounts 
also come with a lot of perks that personal accounts don't come with. The business account is about what you make and why. The sole purpose is selling. Mixing business and personal not only gets confusing for customers and your community, but when you have two different accounts, you can share whatever you'd like on your personal account. Bring on the kids, vacations, and pet photos.